A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, my friends. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, host Andy Goldstein. And of course, there's only one place to start as the Premier League returns. Premier League football, just the way we like it on TalkSport. It's good work from Quang, and it's in! And it's the equaliser for Wolves! They find Salah instead, it's 1-0 on the counter-attack. Rashford now stepping in, he must score, he does score! Oh, that's fabulous! Oh, that's a wonderful individual goal from Caro Mitoma! Well, it's left for the Keller! It's an absolutely brilliant goal for West Ham! And Haaland puts it in for two! He's done it again! Madison passed the goalkeeper it in with a little delicate touch. Oh, what a fantastic goal! Midwell Almiron! He's still going stunning! It's a brilliant goal for Chelsea! Jesus is through in goal! He's left a defender on his backside! And he scored for Arsenal! You just know that the beauty of the Premier League is that you never give up hope, you never lose belief. Yeah, we bring you two more live and exclusive commentaries across the TalkSport network this afternoon with Wolves against Liverpool on TalkSport at 12.30 before Man United host Brighton on TalkSport 2 at 3pm. United boss Eric Ten Hag has faced the media for the first time since Jadon Sancho was put on a personal training programme. Shortly, you'll hear from Jamie O'Hara, Darren Bent and Carl Robinson. But first is Ten Hag himself, who's been explaining why he's had to change the culture at the club. There was no good culture before I entered last season eh, to set some standards. And that's what I did. It's my job eh, to control the standards. What was your feelings about what Jadon Sancho put on social media? I, I don't think about that and I don't talk about that because I have to win a game. And it's all about that. I think it's disgusting what they're doing to him. What they're doing to him right now mm. is never going to get Jadon Sancho back to his best. All you're going to do is mentally damage the football player to make him feel even worse than he already does. How long do you think it will be to come to a resolution on the disciplinary issue with Jadon? I don't know, but uh, I don't think about that. I think about tomorrow. I had it at Wolves. Let me tell you, Jace, mm. it is the worst feeling ever. <clears throat> you get ostracised from a group, mm. you make to feel like you're not wanted, <clears throat> like you mean nothing to anyone. If he believes in his heart and his stomach that he hasn't done anything wrong and he doesn't feel he needs to apologise, then so be it. That, that's the decision that's gonna have to, he's going to have to stand by. If he wants to stay at the club, yeah. he'll apologise, well, okay. right or wrong. And if he doesn't, he, well, I'm not apologising. He probably thinks to himself, I haven't done anything wrong, so what am I apologising We've all been in the scenario where we've apologised for stuff yeah, we don't necessarily yeah, think we I should. I get that, but at the end of the day, I'm not apologising. If, if so be it, if this is my career at the club gone, then 
so be it again. But, yeah, but if he, if he, okay, put it like no, But from Eric Ten Hag's point of view as well, I just think to myself, he he could have handled that situation so much better. He's deleted the post on social media. Has he shown any contrition for what he did? I don't think this subject is important. I, I think it's important. I have to prepare my team. What they're doing to their own player. What they're doing to them right now, they should be ashamed of themselves because they shouldn't be doing that in this day and age. I don't agree with how he's done it, personally. He's persevered with an awful lot of other players and hasn't publicly outed them. He's not basically called you a liar. He did call you a liar. He said it was untrue. Does that not show the sort of personality that he is and, and therefore, for the good of the team, you know, he shouldn't be around it? He's not available. So he can't co- contribute to our performance and to our result. So... I block it. Why is he in the wrong? He's backed himself and said, well, hold on, I don't think that's true. He's allowed a voice if Ten Hag's allowed one. I do worry right now, not just for them, but how they've dealt with an awful lot of the situations over the last two or three weeks with a lot of their players. I just feel now it's about discipline and it's a bigger issue. And once it gets into the public domain, then the manager, the manager's always going to win this one. As a club, as a team, uh, we have to deal with that, but it's, it's no importance. Once again, it's about the team. And so I explained something about the team and individuals in the team, and so that's what I expressed, and nothing else. Has Sandra got a future at United, or is it over? I don't think so. I think it's best for the club and for the player for him to move on. I think everything is set. And as I said, squad is strong, squad is in good spirit, good mood, going to the game. Now, our coverage of game day begins with Wolves against Liverpool on Talk Sport at 12.30. Here's the Liverpool manager, Jurgen Klopp who yet again has been moaning about having an early kickoff straight after the international break. By the way, just for the record, I actually agree with him. That's not a problem if you're a normal week. We always said that. If you're a normal week, it's not a problem. For 30, that's easy to adapt. The only problem is the lack of recovery time. So we have now we have four international breaks until March. Two of them we have already the 12.30 kickoff. If I say a word about it, then the whole world goes again. And he starts moaning again. This is a joke. We have players in South America. I didn't see them yet. In 24 hours, we play. So, and this is, but it's like it is. We cannot change that. We will never change that. Whatever you, whoever we will talk to. Now they obviously the, the TV channel has now a different name, but that doesn't change obviously anything at all. So they just don't give a bab uh, about that. So why should I didn't talk about it? We didn't think about it. I'm in a moment. Somebody like you now gives me this feeling that is sitting there. And what's exactly the problem? Is it 12.30 because it's lunchtime or could it be the, the, the lack of time between the games and the intensity of the travel and the, make your own opinion about it? Maybe this time without a source. Now here's his opposite number, Gary O'Neill, who's been speaking exclusively to Talk Sports' Alex Crook ahead of the game at Molyneux. A very different group. The Bournemouth team would, would obviously have been promoted from the Championship and we'd... We'd been together quite a long time, so there wasn't we hadn't just lost players that were sort of deemed as very important, which was the sort of the, the difference at, at Wolves. Obviously, the lads had lost some players that had played a big part in in some of the successful seasons that that they'd had recently at Wolves. So a few differences, but of course, the similar noises around the place, from outside, around maybe being short of what the club needed, and it's going to be a tough season. And so, of course, some some similarities, but. Um, group that that are very very keen to work and are together and, and are keen similarly to to prove those doubters wrong so obviously we've had a, a tough a tough start to the season fixture wise great result away at Everton should probably have got something from from Manchester United and Crystal Palace 
but yeah, we've. I think the group has shown already that we're going to have enough to to be competitive in in the games that we we, we play this year. Do you think you're a better manager now than you were when you first took the job at Bournemouth, and in what way? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think um, you, you just learn every day, especially in the nature of the the Premier League, which is a a ruthless league. So you have ideas when you start. So when I'm thrown into that first game at Bournemouth, I have ideas around what my team would look like for the next however long but they're only ideas and you've not seen any of them in practice and you've not seen any of them in practice at the highest level so every day that you spend with top level players putting things into place and processes and seeing how the players respond seeing how well they work on a match day it's just a constant yeah things constantly evolve so are my ideas the same 100% my beliefs are still the same am I better at delivering them better at helping the players understand them, better at reviewing them and improving them for the following week. So, yeah, come on an awful lot. Yeah, and, and looking forward to to hopefully proving that that we can we can have another successful season as yeah, I, I still deem last season at, at Bournemouth as a, as a huge success. I think even if you speak to people right at the top level at Bournemouth, they deem last season as a success. So with that in mind, how big a shock was it when you got the call to say that they were moving in a, a different direction how bitter a pill was that to swallow? No, no, I was I was absolutely fine with it. Of course, the, the news is is a surprise. Yeah, I was still watching targets and things late the night before. Some of the targets that the club have been interested in for a while, still doing some work on those. And then to wake up early the next morning to sort of phone calls that they're looking to change things is, is obviously a surprise at that moment. But absolutely fine with it. Like, no, no problem nothing personal club think is better for the club to go in a different direction that, that that's of course their decision and they're, they're well on their way with their new journey and the, the new path that they've gone down so knew that how hard I'd worked last year uh, and how hard I'd worked again through the summer would would stand me in good stead and delighted to to get another fantastic opportunity at, um, at a huge club as I say in in, in Wolverhampton and you can hear Wolves against Liverpool live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 at 12.30 this afternoon now Everton owner Farhad Mashiri has agreed to sell his majority 94% stake to American investment firm 777 Partners. Before we hear from the Everton manager Sean Dyche and our European football expert Kevin Hatchard, here's how they reacted to the news on White and Jordan. In the last few moments, it's been announced the full takeover of Everton Football Club uh, has now been completed. 777 Partners has signed an agreement with Farhad Mashiri to acquire his full stake in Everton Football Club. This news today, and all the Everton fans who I know, will be absolutely over the moon that he's out. I think it's slightly disrespectful in some ways when a person invests so much of his own personal wealth into a football club that he clearly does care he, he does care for oh, he's been a you can see there. that yeah. so you can't you can't ridicule him and disrespect him and, and show a sense of despair for what he's done I think he's done as much as he can it became very toxic there I mean half the board are not able to actually visit the games so Mishuri was in no position but to go it's a week too late because obviously out of the transfer window what can they do if this would have been done a few weeks earlier, they might have been able to spend a little bit more money. It's strange that they've waited to the end of the window before the takeover gets done. Well, there's no impact on me at the moment or the players other than the news, obviously. Um, but I know as much as you from this morning. I think his intention was a good one, Jim. Money doesn't never buy you, doesn't buy you success because they've had a succession of managers, they've brought top players in, and it hasn't worked. I'm sure in due course I will speak to whoever needs to. Uh, but at this stage, it's it's too early for all that. I see all these owners now putting millions and millions of pounds in. They can't all win things. 
Now, 700 million is incredible for one man to put that into Everton Football Club. I'm not too sure whether he's going to come in and be able to match that. I think the noise has been there for a long time. So I think people have just got used to it, to be honest. You know, the noise of ownership and possible new owners and all that sort of stuff. So I don't think I don't think it's that big a deal, certainly not to myself or the players. There is a little scepticism among some of these fans about just how much 7-7 have in terms of being able to take a club beyond the day-to-day running. Can they be as ambitious as they say they're going to be? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what their view of it is. Um, you know, how they see it moving forwards. And like I say, both on and off the pitch, the business side of the club, obviously the stadium as well, and then also on the pitch. So they're, they're things to be looked at when when everything's done and, and signed and sealed and tied up. I know that the feeling from um, up there is very much against Mishuri. You might look at it and say, well, look, you know, Christ, he's, he's put all that money in. Mm. Should we really come after him? But I think he's doing the right thing now and stepping aside. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, a reminder, the TalkSport Network is your home of the EFL, and last night we brought you a big game in the Championship as Leicester beat Southampton. It was live and exclusive on TalkSport 2. Listen to the Southampton reaction. That's when the fans who are still here. They ship five at Sunderland a fortnight later. They ship four at home to Leicester. This battle of the two sides relegated from the Premier League last season. Comprehensively won by the Foxes. It was a, a brilliant attacking display. Still not the complete polished article, but job really well done. Five away wins in a row they've had since Enzo Maresca came to the club and they're top of the championship tonight. They blew Southampton away quite magnificently. Some of the performances from their attacking players were sublime. I thought Dewsbury Hall was back to somewhere near his best. Mavadidi was exhilarating. Southampton's home form has been desperately poor for years. And they only won two games here all season last year. One of those actually against Leicester. They took 11 points here. Been absolutely thumped tonight. That is the first home defeat. But when you look at it, their home record now stands five home wins in 25 games in all competitions. So the the fans that see them week in, week out, just see them lose. Encouraging, definitely encouraging. And over to 
Leeds, Norwich, who else fancy themselves being a <laughs> contender this year? That is a statement win. Southampton won, Leicester four. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure, of course, you hit that subscribe button. I'll be back on Monday afternoon at 4 o'clock alongside Darren Bent for Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show. Looking back, of course, at the weekend's Premier League action. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts up first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.